Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. We know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hey, everybody. Today's episode, we are going to talk about parenting and mostly thinking about teenagers, parenting teenagers. But before we dive into that, it's been a couple of weeks since Luann talked about the new ministry opportunity that Mm -hmm. she and a couple of her friends, they're going to start women's conferences for people that are in the upstate South Carolina area. Well, yes. you can come from as far away as you want. If yes. You have your own jet and whatnot. <laughs> but tell us about what you've got going on. Okay, yes. It's called A Cry for Freedom. It's a women's conference. Our tagline is Your Holy Invitation for Refreshing and Revival of Heart. It'll be Saturday, April 23rd from 9 to 1 o'clock. It's at Infinity Church in Fountain Inn, South Carolina suburb of Greenville, South Carolina. Our hearts desire, the three of us, really have a desire to see women be free in so many avenues of our lives. I think, ladies, we all know that we get caught up in things. We get entangled by life situations. We get frustrated with things. And we believe God is wanting us to do a conference, Cry for Freedom, because he wants to see his daughters free. So it'll be, again, from nine to one, at Infinity Church, it's $25 at the door. You pay at the door, but you do need to register ahead of time. And that registration name is Noel Adams. It's N-O-E-L-A-D-A-M-S-008 at gmail.com. And if you can just leave your name, cell phone number, and how many are attending on that email, then that would be great. And then you just pay at the door. We go by the scripture of Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Sounds good. I will try my best to remember to put that in the show notes. Oh, that'd be great. Where they can sign up. Okay. Also, Luann's website, we've been talking in the previous two weeks about a couple of books that she wrote before she wrote the Spiritual Warfare book. And these were for teenagers and for the parents of teenagers about sexual purity. One is for boys, one is for girls. So if you're interested in that, go to her website, luannbada.com. Yep, perfect. All right, now the commercial is over (laughs) and we will dive into this week's episode. Now, I cannot imagine that there's any disagreement out there, but I know that there is, that I think the best TV show that ever existed in the whole history of humankind, there'll never be another one Uh like this, is Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. Okay. You haven't watched it, <laughs> no, have you? I've never watched the I whole thing. I cannot even believe I that. I so mean, I need to. Do I feel like I need to just get up and walk out of the room. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't even. But my very favorite character, who is really everybody's favorite character on that show, is... The Dowager Countess, she was the grand matriarch of the family. Okay. And she had some of the best lines ever written for anybody. Mm-hmm. And you can Google that and just <laughs> see a list of her great quips because they are awesome. <laughs> and one of the ones that came to mind when we were getting ready to do this episode on parenting <laughs> I can't do it like she does. I'm not even going to try to do a British accent, but she says, one forgets about parenting, the on and onness of it. (laughs) I thought that really does capture it. It's just every day, 
24 hours a day. <laughs> and you may think that when your kids are happily married and they're having kids, their lives are good, that you're done, but you are not done. done. I am here to testify <laughs> that you still yes. love them. You still care about them. You still hurt for them. The on and on <laughs> of it. And I think today parenting is probably harder than it's ever been. Yeah. I, it's hard to say, I guess, mm-hmm. whether that's true or not. We may not have as many physical, scary things that we have to deal with, but the cultural influences mm-hmm. are so strong and so yes. scary. And that is what we're going to talk about today, how as Christians, we can help our kids navigate yes. this and how to not be so swept downstream. And swimming upstream is hard. Yes, it is. And, it's hard for us mm-hmm. and it's hard to know how to help our kids do that. That's right. With all that they're facing. That's so right. a couple of weeks ago, Luann read a scripture from Ezekiel about being a watchman. Yes. And how the Lord showed you that as a that teacher, was the, yes, that you needed to be a watchman to guard these kids. Yes. That scripture, yeah. when you think about it and how it read, when you see something going on, you're to sound the trumpet to that group to let them know it's a warning it's that a the trumpet, yes, if you did it, that was awesome. And if you didn't do it, well, then the consequences of that rest on you because mm. you were the watchman and you did not take you, care of yeah. what you needed to, to take care of. Which is sobering. Yes, it's very sobering. If I can say right off the bat, this is not a losing battle and you will be parenting all your life. I don't have my own children, but I have so many nieces and nephews and s- sisters and my brother. And so I watch how they've parented the little ones. Then now they're older now. It all changes. Mm-hmm. When you when you got your kids in ninth through twelfth grade, I always tell those parents you need to be really really patient because those kids change in the blink of an eye. Yeah. You know, but, I loved those years though. Yeah, I really did. I loved those teenage years with my boys. Actually, from eleventh grade on, you start to see they're going to be leaving the house mm-hmm. soon. That relationship changes at that point. There are a lot of verses in Proverbs that talk yes. about the rewards of diligent parenting, yes. that mm-hmm. they become a joy yes. to you and mm-hmm. a blessing. Of course, they have free will. So you yeah, they do. They're going to make their own choices. That's right. and, and even in the same family, you mm-hmm. may have two kids that are on fire for the Lord mm-hmm. and just walking strongly with him and two that want nothing to do don't. with them. Yes. And you parented in the same way. And of course, your kids will test you to the umpt degree. They'll take everything to the longest, to the strongest point. But that's why when you are the watchman, you and your husband, or if you're a single mom or a single dad, then it's you and the Lord that are parenting your child and you are the watchman of, over their lives. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I looked up watchman, it says you stand watch. Okay. Obviously guarding the home from thieves and sounding a warning it's God's warning. So you're that watchman. You've got this gate around your home, the spiritual gate of a watchman over your home, and you're watching. We're not trying to make anybody feel like oh, there's no. some magic formula no, out there, no. but we all need help. Back in yeah. the day when my boys were young, about all we had was focus on the family. James oh, yes. Dobson, you yeah. know. Now there's, there's so much out there. Yes. I was thinking about some tools that are out there to help with the cultural tide. Really, it's a tidal wave of yuckiness. <laughs> There's an app that you can get called Covenant Eyes, and mm-hmm. it gives you a report if they are looking at any kind of pornography mm-hmm. or anything. We talked about pornography mm-hmm. some in the last episode. 
it just provides an accountability system. And I yes. think one of the things as a parent that you're that watchman, you have a responsibility mm-hmm. as much as you can, as much as you can yes. to keep up with what they're doing online. Mm-hmm. I know the whole thing about picking your battles and all those kind of things. What we're saying here is being the watching is understanding where your kids are, who your, their friends are, that whole thing, mm-hmm. knowing all of those things. You need to know who their friends are. You probably would want to meet their friends. That's yeah. the watchman. When I was reading up on this, because I do talk to parents about their teenage kids, and one thing it said is that you are their greatest role model. And you may not think that. It's not, it actually, it's not the, the youth pastor. It's not the teacher. It's not the coach. You are their role model. They look to you. It's not all those other people. They're watching everything that you're saying and That's doing. Right. Uh, looking back now, because yes. my boys are in their 30s, I think one thing that's huge is that kids can tell who's genuine in their own faith. They have an alarm system that goes off if their parents are saying one thing and doing something else. So I think having that honest relationship yourself with Jesus uh, is huge. And to live the kind of life that your kids are going to want to live. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Up. You've got to live what you say you believe. That's they'll, exactly right. They'll pick it up. Oh, they'll pick it up minute. They're looking. To, do they see you reading God's word? Do they see oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. in prayer? Do they see you being committed to the body of Christ yeah. and serving in your church? I, I'm not talking about just being in church because it has to be what you're like at home as well. Nobody's yes. perfect. No, right. But I think that honesty too, of when you fall short, that you humble yourself and apologize yes. to your child. That's right. that you just live authentically. That's right. Uh, live out the scripture in front of them as best as you can. And I was listening and here I'm bringing her up again. I know I always bring her up. But Natalie Grant, she's got three teenage daughters. Two of them are twins and I believe they're juniors. And then the youngest one is a little bit younger than that. I don't think she's only in like seventh or eighth grade. So she was talking about them and she said she was so proud of her youngest daughter because she was quoting scripture or something. She goes, I just want them to know that they see their mom and dad go to church, Mm -hmm. their mom and dad worship, their mom and dad pray for them and pray. And I want them to see that. And so now they're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're doing it now on their own. And I think that's how I was a successful teacher Mm -hmm. because I was very upfront with them, very honest. And I just know that they knew they could trust me and they knew I wasn't going to tell their business to anybody. Mm -hmm. I consider myself a spiritual parent. They're still coming to me now Mm -hmm. and they're asking for spiritual advice over situations in their homes. Mm -hmm. So what a watchman does in the home, you set the tone in your home. You set the tone. Your kid doesn't set the tone. They're your kids. You steward them unto the Lord. Do not let the entertainment industry or social media be the ones that really get a hold of them as they're growing up. Yeah, that's right. You know, because in the entertainment industry, fathers are so put down. They're They're buffoons. buffoons. Yes. And so if a kid is watching that a lot, then they don't take their dad seriously. It's very important for dad to be in in their lives and mom, obviously. And if there's not a father figure at this point in your children's lives, then find a a good godly male figure to be in your son or your daughter's life. I had written here too that your prayers move heaven. I just had a good friend and she was telling me something that she's been praying and praying, praying for one of her adult children and he's coming to the Lord and she's thrilled. And I said, it's a mama's prayer. Oh yeah. You know, I said, God heard you. He's been hearing the cry of your heart. And so know that he hears your prayers. That's right. And he answers. Mm -hmm. Now God has timing and your child has choices. 
Again, when they're teenagers, it may not seem like they're paying any attention, but when they're 18, 19, and they really start thinking about what do I want my life to look like as an adult, you hope that you've lived the kind of life in front of them that your life is what they want their life to look like. And that, you know, they'll make those choices. Yes. I can rattle a few of these things off if if you're raising your teenagers still. There's a couple things that I have spoken to parents about. And one of them specifically is because they are yours and they are living in your house and they're not paying rent, um, (laughs) you have the whole full authority to go into their bedroom and know what's going on. Never allow a TV in your child's bedroom or even their computer, to be honest with you, because then they live in a cave. And then you end up having the social media speaking to them. And it's such a, it's such a force. It's truly a force. Tell that story about you wouldn't let a stranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't let a stranger come into your home and go up to your child's bedroom and close the door and let him be up there all day with your kid. You would never allow that. But yet we allow the computer or the TV in our kids' bedrooms, and now anything goes. And they're open to anything and everything. And and, and as we talk about pornography, heck, they can shut off, shut down that computer so quickly. So it's those kind of watchman things that are good for you as a parent. I put down here, what are they listening to? What kind of music? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of crappy music out there. I'm sorry. There just is. There's a lot of really good music. Unfortunately, they don't have the good music that we had. (laughs) I love the 80s music, but you got to be careful of the music, that it's the lyrics, Mm -hmm. that it's not putting girls down and, you know, making them more like an object. You want to make sure you know what they're listening to. Are they hiding things? What are their friendships like? Do they go to youth group? It's another practical thing. There are other Mm -hmm. options for entertainment like pure flicks i think is oh yeah a streaming mm-hmm. thing yes that, you know has family <clears throat> movies on it you can get these devices tv guardian and vid angel that actually oh, yes, I've heard of them. filter out bad words and inappropriate scenes oh, and vid yes. angel works with netflix okay um, tv guardian i think will work with i don't know that one things. very well in all these things what i was thinking about when you were talking was that yes your kids are going to make you feel like the bad guy. And yes, they're going to make you feel like you're the only parent in the whole world that does this. But again, (laughs) when take the long view, read those verses in Proverbs that talk about the benefits that you'll reap because you're the bad guy now. Yes, correct. I always tell parents you're not your kid's friend in their high school years. And can I say, when, when you said that about Proverbs, I was flipping through my Bible because I'm trying to look for this scripture. Literally, the book of Proverbs is the best tool for parenting. Yes. It's loaded. It is loaded. Even by disciplining your children, when you discipline your kids, when you tell them you're going to take something from them, take it from take them. It. You must follow through. In fact, I had written under this point, Hebrews 12, 11, for the moment, all discipline seems painful oh. rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to yes. those who have been trained by it. Yes, our, that is so good. Our older oldest son has a, a daughter who's just turned 13, and they've already told her that this is just their rule. I'm not like condemning anyone else that thinks differently, but they've already told her that she's not going to get a phone until she's driving and might need it. Oh. And they said, you know, your friends are going to think you're mm-hmm. weird. They said, but we're just telling you now. They started telling her this so like a couple good. years ago. This is just how it is for uh-huh. your protection. 
if you start talking to them when they're yes. young enough, then mm-hmm. their expectations are not yes. that, yeah, I'm going to get my iPhone when I turn 12. Yes. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain who build it. I think that comes from Psalm 127.1. So unless the Lord builds your house, you're going to labor in vain. Probably 99% of you listening, the Lord is in your home, obviously. Right. So I believe you already know that. And it gets tiring. I've watched parents who are exhausted from parenting. It takes a lot from you, but God has given them to you. He wants you to steward them unto him. So you're never going to be that perfect mom. You're never going to be that perfect dad. You're going to be that watchman. You have your roles in your home. And when those rules are crossed, there's your warning. So that child knows they know already what that rule is. And so they'll be ready for that. And they know why. And they know why. That is protection. You must. And that would be our number two section. Our number two Mm. thing we're talking about is communication. Yes. (laughs) My my favorite thing. It was my major in college. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm big on this. What you want to communicate to them is that this is about their heart. This isn't just a bunch of legalistic rules. God doesn't deal with us that way. He wants to deal with our heart and he wants obedience from the Mm -hmm. heart. Yes, when your kids are younger and it comes down to a lot of just hard work and consequences and all that. But the whole goal of parenting is that you are preparing them to independently walk with Christ. So as they get older, you want that heart attitude to be in there. You're not going to know everything they're doing. You can do all the stuff and they're, they can still do yeah. bad stuff. Yes. But more and more, you want them to be accountable to God. Yes. Not just to you. That's, so that's good. That's what parenting no. is. You're going to launch them. I think Proverbs or Psalms, it talks about them as arrows in your quiver. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Arrows are for launching. Yes. So your goal is that they be independent and Absolutely. be independently accountable to God. That's so you really have to good. give them more responsibility. They're going to make mistakes, you know, and you're there to help them navigate yes. through all that stuff. I think God gives us intuition. I believe that's from the Lord. I believe we see things because that's his way of saying, watch this, look at this, look at that. Right. I believe communicating with your child is so crucial and being honest with them and sitting them down to explain my parents did a great job in a lot of ways, but they, they weren't great about explaining reasons for things. Oh. I rebelled a lot because yeah. I wanted to know why. Why, why should mm-hmm. I not do this and why should mm-hmm. I do that? And I think, again, the goal here for our kids is the same as God's goal for us. And that is that we love him and that we obey out of a heart of love, not out of a legalistic thing. And so I think that getting that clear goal in your mind as a parent, my goal is that my child will walk with Christ on his own out of his heart. And so seeing everything in that context, parents can get so caught up in, well, they have to be exposed to all these different sports and all these different music lessons. And all that stuff can can be good unless it keeps your family running 600 miles an hour you know my (laughs) boys always played sports but I mean I love that kind of stuff but that can't be your goal bring it back down to what is really my goal they love the Lord with all their heart soul Mm -hmm. mind and strength that's that's good that's the goal think about what you're doing and does this fit into that goal no, that's really, really good. And I think by talking to them and communicating with them, you also set your boundary, but then you tell them why you have the boundary. Right. You say, if you don't adhere to this boundary, this is what's going to happen. This will be what comes your way. And I know, yeah, they'll push your buttons, 
but they also know what you said. I had a student one time years ago, she told my Bible class one time how she was allowed to do anything she wanted to. Mm. She could go home at one o'clock in the morning on a school night and all the kids were all, oh, that's so great. That's so great. And then she started to cry. Mm. And she said, I felt like I wasn't loved Loved. because I didn't feel disciplined. You're talking about a uh, 11th grader. So she was 16 or 17 years old. There's security. There's definite security in feeling those things. What I've told parents also is um, allow the Holy Spirit to do his job in drawing your child to himself. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly where they are. It's hard for teenagers these days. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of having to live up to expectations of their friends, of social media influencers who are beautiful and gorgeous. Everybody's dancing on their TikTok and you have to look like that and you have to act like that. (laughs) So it's crucial that they know where you stand and what to expect, but let the Holy Spirit do the job of drawing them. And while you're not supposed to be their best friend, you can be their biggest Mm -hmm. cheerleader and be the the one that they know is for them. And sometimes that being for them to them is going to look like you're a bad guy. Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. You know, in your own mind that this is what leads to life. So you can be confident. And if I can add one more thing in social media, I mean, we could talk for a long time about social media because it's It's so bad because social media offers distractions, great discouragement, and it's an imaginary world where insecurity and comparison are king. Studies have shown that they can correlate the amount of time a kid spends on social media with depression, suicide, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's where the watchman comes in. That's what I'm saying. Parenting is harder now. There's just a lot more traps out there set for kids than there used to be, I guess. The hope in all this, mom, dad, is talk to your kids, enjoy them, be honest with them, and let them know you're with them 100%. Listen to what Proverbs 1, 8, 9 says. My child, pay attention to what your father and mother tell you. Their teaching will improve your character as a handsome turban or a necklace improves your appearance. Is that, is that awesome? Yeah. Tell Joe he was such a good handsome <laughs> turban to our boys. <laughs> Yeah, but I love that. Your teaching will improve their character as a handsome turban or a necklace improves your appearance. Here's another one in Proverbs 29, 17. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. Mm-hmm. He will give delight to your heart. There's no perfect parent. I can think of a million things I wish I had done differently. I used to pray all the time, Lord, please just sweep up the mess I made today. So be a watchman, communicate. If the word calls it sin, it's sin. Don't sugarcoat their tolerance of sexual sin and perversion. Oh, hmm. Tell them the truth. That's exactly You're right. You're not helping them by not telling them the truth. That's right. There's some pretty strong scriptures, and we talked about some mm-hmm. of this when we were talking the last two weeks about sexual sin in teenagers, but 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11 are some tough verses. And it says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit Mm. the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And then the hopeful verse, the part of that verse, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. 
that's a heavy passage of scripture, but we can't pretend it's not there. No, correct. So telling our kids the truth about sin is saving their lives. It is. It's imperative for them Mm -hmm. because I think we as a church and as a culture have lost the voice of calling sin, sin. And we hear you're intolerant. You're intolerant. You're old fashioned. And our kids and your teens are caught in the middle of it. We as adults have to, to know where we stand and line it up with what God says and then communicate that to our kids That's and exactly hold that right. line. That's right. God's never honored by partial holiness. The truth must be spoken over compromising of sin. This is all to parents. Boyfriends do not get husband privileges. Hmm. And that's where you, you know, so often we'll say boys will be boys. That is not a fair saying. That is not fair to that boy. It's not fair to them. Well, then what's the reason for them to stand strong in their faith right. against sin? sin. Is just as destructive to them as it is to a girl. It's very, very much yeah. so. And yet it gets a pass and it gets a pass a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual integrity, character, and honesty matter. Say that to your kids. Encourage your teen to embrace their identity in Christ and not in the identity of the culture onslaught. That onslaught is all a lie, wanting to engulf and steal their identity in Jesus. And only God can change a heart. We can do what we can do, but only God can really transform a heart. Excuse oh, she Excuse me. Bless you. Well, I had forgotten to set the timer, so my inner timer is telling <laughs> yes. me that we probably have hit our limit here. Do you want to pray? Yes, I do for there? the parents out here because this is not a losing battle. No. Nope. It's not. Mm-mm. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. People that are lights in the world are going to shine brighter and brighter and brighter with the growing darkness. And we want our kids to be that light of the next generation. That's exactly right. And we're never stuck. Hang in there because grandkids are the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth it. Well, let's pray. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this. I know there's so much we could talk about. Trying to put it into 30 minutes is tough to do. But Lord, I just lift up every woman that is listening, um, every mom that is listening, grandma, aunt, sister, Dad, I'm sorry, forget the men that are listening. We just lift them, Father, to your throne room of grace. And we just ask, Father, that they would run to you for what they need to give to their kids in this hour, in this season, in this culture. This is not a mistake that you chose them to be parents. And especially in this culture, you wanted it to be now. You've given them everything they need to raise their kids. They might have to go deeper into the word on their own to find it. But Father, you appointed them as parents over their children. And I thank you that they would not beat themselves up because of maybe if their child has gone wayward, but they would just stay on their knees and continue to offer that child to your throne room of grace because you promised in your word to train up a child in the way he will go. And when he is old, he will come back. So Father, we just lift all of this to you. We thank you that you are a good parent. And I just ask, Lord, that as you are that parent, that these parents listening could run to you for advice, run to your word for how to navigate through this culture that is out of control morally, spiritually, so that their child could come through this in the praises of God. And so, Lord, we lift all of this to you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites, 
Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.